I'm just going to spend a few minutes on this message, but it's a message that is very, very important to us as believers. You know, we talk a lot about God's love and his presence and his goodness and his glory, but we also need to talk about the enemy. If you don't know your enemy, you're going to be taken. You're going to be captured. You're going to have problems, and you're not going to, you're going to go, God, what are you doing? He goes, I ain't doing anything, because you don't know your enemy. We've got to know our enemy. Ephesians 6.2 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What does that mean? I'm not going to fight with people. The wrestling isn't about people. It's what's in the people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, so we look at all that and we go, oh no, then it's out there. It's out in, it's out there. No, it's from within. We're vessels. We're vessels. And it depends on what we receive in that we carry. And if we're carrying around fear, worry, anger, that's another principality. That's not from God's kingdom. See, those are the principalities we're talking about. We wrestle not against our own flesh even. Quit fighting with yourself. Be kind to yourself, basically. So I'm going to start out with a story. Gracie's not here. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because she actually helped me to develop this message. Um, Last week, she went to the doctor because she ended up having some kind of a mini stroke. She blacked out or something. So then I went over to her house, and um, she says, yeah, the doctor asked me if I had stress. And I said, well, you know, I, I need to ask you, Gracie, do you? And what stress I'm talking about is, are you trying to carry everybody else's problems? Yes. Yes, I am. And I said, well, then let's talk about that. So see, what happens is that we leave a door open in our heart for things to come in and to hurt us and to mess with us. And we need to find out what that door is and close that door. And her door was responsibility of other people that she can't do anything about. Okay? It's going to cause you some stress, isn't it? You're going to get frustrated. You're going to wonder why they're acting that way. And you're going to get all worked up about it. You know, and that's what, that's what happens. So I said, okay, let's, let's just pray. So I prayed for her, and I laid hands on her. After we got done, she got done confessing. Confession, okay, we need to repent. We just don't hold on, oh yeah, I see that happen. No, you gotta say, you know what, God? I see that happen. I'm holding on responsibility for other people. That's none of my affair. And I need to let that go because you're greater than what I think or what I can do. So we did that. We talked about it. And then I laid hands on her and began to pray. And I began to pray for things like getting rid of some spiritual wickedness in her heart that took her captive. Her mind, it took her captive. So I was able to say, get out spirits of deaf, dumb, and spirit. Deaf, dumb, spirit. Fear, anxiety, worry, stress, false responsibility, um, uh, anger, um, Whatever that was, that I don't even know because the Holy Spirit was speaking. I, I, just stuff was coming out. She stood up and said, I can breathe. I can, something's gone. I can breathe. And I don't have any pain. Oh, wow. oh Jesus. That was, when she said, Linda, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't have any pain. Jesus. 
you know what? Sometimes we just have to go and hang out with the person for a minute, listen to them, and then say, hey, can I pray with you about that? See, the Bible says in James 1.27, pure religion is this, to visit the widows and fatherless and keep himself unspotted from the world. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't want to stay in there, but I'll visit. I'll visit the homes. I'll visit my friends. I'll visit. Because when you visit, you're not taking it, are you? We stop taking it, people. Yes, we're to bear one another's burdens, but it doesn't say carry one another's burdens. It means come alongside. When you talk to somebody on the phone and they say, can you just bear with me for a minute? What do you do? Going to get through the phone and to the wire and get into their place and sit with them? No, you're just going to hang with them. You're going to wait. You're going to bear with them. So that's what I did with Gracie. I just waited. I waited. You know, there's sometimes when I would do ministry on the phone, and this has happened many times, where the people were just kind of like telling me everything. I mean, everything. I, I, when you have friends that tell you everything, they tell you, and you wait. You wait to the end. And I've done this now. Instead of going interjecting, because then you get this relation, you think of going back and forth and it causes a lot of stress. It causes a lot of turmoil. So I decided to just wait. I wait. I wait till they're done. Now, they'll go, are you still there? <laughs> they'll say, yeah, I'm still here. I'm just waiting for you to share what was on your heart. And then they're ready to listen. They're not ready to listen while they're foaming. You have to wait till they're done. And then you can talk with them. That's for most cases. Not everybody does that, though. But for most cases, that's the case. And then they're ready to be helped in some degree. So I was able to minister to Gracie a little bit. We have to know that there's another kingdom at work. Do you think there was another kingdom at work in Gracie? Do you think that she uh, really wanted to be stressed and anxiety-ridden and filled with guilt and fear? And all? No, that's all from another kingdom. Right. You know, we call it sin. But we can also call it from another kingdom, being attacked by another kingdom. We're Pentecostal. Yeah. We believe there's spirits at work. Yes. Aren't, don't we? Yes. I mean, seriously, Amen. we need to know that. So um, we need to fight the good fight of faith. The old song, Onward Christian Soldier. Why are we called soldiers? Do you know that when, and I know you know this, you know this, I'm just going to preach to the choir, that when you have a battle going to be starting and you have a captain that's in charge and he says send three men over to the enemy's camp and figure out what they're doing. Go look. Why? Because they need to know what the enemy's up to so they can have a battle plan. We need to know what the enemy is up to too so we have a battle plan. Amen. We need to, I'm telling you, oh, yes. this whole world is about spiritual warfare. Yes. Yes. We're vessels. Yes. And it's going to be up. It's not an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. It's something real that's happening. I'm reading a book, and I've read, I've read this book three or four times, This Present Darkness. And it's a fiction, but it's a story about the battle in the spirit world. If you were to open your eyes and see what's going on, you would see some things going on. But praise God, we don't see those things. We just have to, by faith, believe that those things are happening, that the angels are working on our behalf, that the enemy is attacking, but we have the way through the blood of Jesus to keep them at bay. If we can see all that, people, if our eyeballs were open to the spirit world, we would see some, some crazy-looking things. Now, every once in a while, you're able to see a few things. 
I remember when I was first starting to learn about this Pentecostal uh, ability to be able to go and cast out devils. They were casting me out. I had to run in my car and sit in my car. I don't know how many times while I was learning about spiritual warfare because they were chasing me out of my own house. And I would see them. Now it sounds weird, it sounds strange, but that's exactly what happened. Because I know that there's another kingdom out there and it ain't happy. Matter of fact, he's got but a short time, the Bible says. So he's going to turn up the heat. He's going to turn up the heat to try to destroy. You know what the Satan's job is? He is to lure you. He wants to pull you away from the truth. He cannot devise anything. He has to use what God created. And he wants to use the creation to lure you away. Okay, so like you like something out there that's really cool. He wants you to go, ooh, let's go over here. Let's do this. Let's do that. He wants to lure you away. That's what his job is. Lure you away from what God has for you. Lure you away from his love and his forgiveness and his relationship with you. He wants to distract you. That is his job. That's what he does 24 hours a day. Believe me, do you believe he's out there? He wants every one of you. He's after you. He's there. He is there. But here's the good, good news. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, we are spirit beings. Do you believe that? Do you believe we're spirit beings? We talked about it Wednesday night. Without the spirit of God who breathed life in us, we would not even be alive today. None of us. God breathed life and made us a living soul. Because in this passage, we are called spirits. Let me, let me look at this. John, uh, Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. 1 John 4, 1 through 3. We are studying this in Bible study. Believe it, be beloved. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Now, what spirits is he talking about? The ones I was just telling you about. And the attitude of the people around you. What spirit are they coming from? Because many false prophets are gone into the world. And it says, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. I love that passage. We talked about it in the Bible study. I like it because I just use it. If somebody comes up to me and starts to preach at me, I'll go... Do you believe this, that uh, every spirit that confessed that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God? Do you believe that? No. Well, then I ain't talking to you. Because you, you are not a Christian. Especially when they're trying to pour their faith into me. Okay? I, I put my hand up. 1 John 4 says also, Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So, the spirit of truth is of God, the spirit of error is of that other kingdom. Let's just say it like it is, another kingdom. John 13, 21 says, Jesus even said he was troubled in his spirit. So we all are spirit. So when Jesus said this, he was troubled in the spirit and testified and said, Verily I say to you that one of you shall betray me. He knew what was going to happen. But he still loved. He still loves everybody. He gives everybody every opportunity to change their mind and their heart. John 14, 1 says, let not your heart or your spirit be troubled. You believe in me, in God, believe also in me. So we need to know our enemy. So we ask, I've got to ask ourselves, who's talking when they're talking to you? 
Is it the spirit of God or the spirit of the Antichrist yeah. or the devil? Amen. Who are you listening to? I like to say it this way. Who's your daddy? Right. Because whoever you believe yeah. becomes your father. Yeah. We might have daddy devil, then God, then daddy devil all day long. We need to stop that. We need to go, no, I am going to just serve God alone. God alone. God alone. And whenever that enemy comes at you, like you were saying, huh, Kevin, is take that whatever wants to come out of your mouth that's in your brain, take it to God. Go into the bathroom. Shout it to him if you have to. If you have to get it out, do it that way. That's right. I'll tell you what, you do it to another person, they'll never forget it. <laughs> and it's very painful to try to restore a person like that. Spirits are free-flowing. They come and go. You know, the enemy's funny. I think he sits sometimes on the sidelines and goes, fun, watches you play ping-pong with each other. He doesn't even have to lift a finger because you've already got it in you to fight with one another. You know, Tom and I would have an argument or something, and it's not like us to fight. It really isn't. We just said there's something not right. And we'll look at each other about 10 minutes into it, maybe 15 minutes into it, and go, wait a minute. There's a spirit here. <laughs> the minute we say that, we don't even have to name it. The minute we say it, we look at each other and go, yep, it was a spirit. And we go right back to where we were <laughs> before it happened. See, they transfer. They want to house with you. They want to cause you to play ping pong ball with each other in the, in the demonic world. The enemy roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he's looking for you. He's already got the world in his hands. Yes. He's coming after the believers. Yes. We got an enemy. The Bible talks about that spirit. When they leave, a person will come back to see if you're serving God. And what happens when you're not? Seven worse than himself will come along. Now these are spirits. This isn't just a sin or an emotional defect. Yeah. It's a spirit. Yeah. I know for a fact that I've had several spirits leave me. I saw them leave, I named them, and they actually yelled as they left. Now I'm telling you, it's crazy and wild stuff, but it's true. We haven't really talked about that in this church. We don't really talk about it behind the pulpit here. We talk about the love of God and forgiveness, but we have to know the enemy. We have to know what's really happening. Having, um, having uh, the love of God is important because the love of God casts out the enemy. So if you're easily provoked by the enemy, you better go stop and say, excuse me, excuse me, enemy. Let me go have a little talk with my dad. And go have a little talk with the Lord and say, Hey, look what's happening. Seriously, talk to God like that. He wants to help you, but you have to recognize you have an enemy. 2 Peter 2.20 says this, For if after you have escaped the pollutions of this world, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus, then they are again entangled again, the latter is worse than the first. It's better for them never have been saved and know the paths of righteousness than to have known it and turned from it. It's harder to come back when you have fallen. So let's look at our enemy. Now I have, I have something I want to share with you. And I did this a long time ago. I'm just going to end with this. 
went and did a search on spirits in the Bible. And I came up with the difference God's spirits, God's spirits. Okay, we have the Holy Spirit, but he has a lot of gifts differing, a lot of things, okay? And then evil spirits. If you want a copy of this, it's two pages. Wow. <laughs> it's actually two pages. You need to know your enemy, okay? A spirit of jealousy. It's not just, oh, I'm just jealous. No, it's a spirit. You are a container again. What are you carrying around? Quit blaming yourself all the time. Say, you know what? I'm going to start recognizing the enemy now. I'm going to start recognizing who's coming into my house and it's not coming into my house. But I have to recognize the enemy. If you've got jealousy in the house, then you know it's a spirit. It says it right here. It's a spirit. Numbers 5, 14, and 30. Uh, evil spirit. I've got all the scriptures. This, this is the next to it. A lying spirit. They go, I just can't help myself. I just lie. You can't because there's a spirit working in you. If you go, man, I'm a liar. Father, I'm a liar. And I know that that's a spirit. Do you know that it loses its power? The minute you acknowledge there's a spirit at work, it loses its power. And then you can kick it to the curb. How about a haughty spirit? Broken spirit. A wounded spirit. Perverse spirit. Spirit of judgment. You know, all these things are personality defects, right? No. There's spirit. There's something work in that other kingdom in our life. <coughs> a spirit of deep sleep. You can look at that one in a little while. Isaiah 29.10. Spirit of slumber. Spirit of heaviness. We sing about that. We have the spirit of heaviness. We sing about, you know, God, God's going to lift up our spirit of heaviness. You're talking about a, another spirit in the kingdom of darkness, okay? Vexation of spirit, spirit of whoredoms, unclean spirit. That was one spirit that left me. I had some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, diseases and some kind of um, stuff like that. And it was an unclean spirit. I didn't know it until I cast the thing out. I know we're going, okay, no, wait a minute. I'm Christian. I only have the Holy Spirit. Then why do we fear? Then why do we worry? Then why do we stress? Then why do we gossip? Then why do we get angry? Then why do we have jealousy? Then why do we envy? Because we, those are spirits. Um, we have the devil. He's a spirit. Drunkenness. A spirit of drunkenness. A deaf and dumb spirit. A foul spirit. Spirit of infirmity. Spirit of divination. You know, that's occultism. That's right from the devil. That's straight from the pit of hell. Anything to do with horoscopes, all that kind of stuff, Ouija board, spirit of divination comes all the way from the pit of hell, and that's a spirit of divination. Spirit of witchcraft, okay? A spirit of bondage, spirit of the world. There's a lot of things going on in the world. It's a spirit going on in the world, the Antichrist spirit. Antichrist spirit, another spirit, spirit of disobedience. Seducing spirits. Spirit of fear, lusting spirit, spirit of error, sensual spirit, and bitterness spirit. Okay, that's uh, just a few of the things from the enemy's camp. Now, does any of those things ring true in your life sometimes? Yes. And we have to say, God, I see that's an enemy working in my life. I repent, first of all, for agreeing with it. Because you can't do nothing to you. You have to agree with it to be a part of your life. But then you've got the spirit of God. Greater is he that is in you. The spirit of God, Genesis 1-2. The spirit of wisdom, Exodus 28-3. The spirit of understanding. The
the contrite spirit, a free spirit, a broken spirit, a humble spirit, an excellent spirit, a contrite spirit, spirit of grace and supplication, poor in spirit, spirit of truth. You know it takes a spirit to help you speak the truth. When we're born, we're born screaming. We come out of that womb screaming. And it's play ball from that point on. Spirit of holiness, spirit of adoption, the love of the spirit, fervent in spirit, spirit of meekness, spirit of faith, fruit of the spirit, spirit of wisdom, spirit of your mind, the Holy Spirit, sword of the spirit, spirit of Jesus Christ, ministering spirits, spirit of grace, spirit of prophecy, meek and quiet spirit, spirit of truth. Proverbs 6, 16, 2, I put it at the bottom. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. And there's an S on the end of that. We need to know our enemy. You need to know who you're fighting against. Quit fighting in the air when he's standing over there. It says, uh, don't buff it in the air. Don't fight. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. We need to know our enemy. There's five things you need to remember then. Remember, I, I spoke to you a year ago. It's called, I call it the hand. We recognize what's going on, the spirit at work, whether it's God's spirit or not. We take responsibility for it, quit blaming everybody else, your past, your kids, your family, your, your, your life, your parents. Then repent. I see it, take responsibility, and now I repent. I renounce it now, get it out of my life, and now I rejoice for what God is doing. That's the hand. Our five R's. You do that every time you see an evil spirit coming at you. Now I'm going to tell you something, a, a story, and then we're going to have our offering. I had been ministering on the phone many, many years. And... Uh, this lady is in Michigan, someplace way across the United States, and there is no distance in the spirit, by the way. You got to know that. So, we were ministering, and I was casting out of her home. She had some things going on, things were being moved, she was being attacked in the night, physically. And so, I began to cast these things out of her house. Instantly, they were in my house. Instantly. I go on the phone, I said, uh, can you hold on for just a moment? You get out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I'm back now. Amen. That's how powerful the name of Jesus is. Amen. You take a hold of his name. Take it with you. There's a song, take the name of Jesus with you wherever you go. And recognize what's at work, especially in other people. You see other people living their lives. You go, ah, I see the spirit of wickedness working in their lives. They're being duped by the enemy. They're being lured in by something that they've lusted maybe. Pray for them now. That, now you've gotten discernment. Now just, you don't have to go and say, hey, by the way, I think you got a devil. No, don't, don't go there. Just pray for them. Just say, you know what, Lord? I'm lifting this person to you. You showed me something today, and I'm going to pray for them. That's how you fight the enemy. Through our prayer, through our worship, through our fellowship, and through our love. Because he can't love. And he's been fighting that love ever since day one. He can never be loved, and nor can he love.
He is full of lies and the father of it. We're full of love because our father is God. Amen. So that is something that you want to grab a hold of. The spirit listing. I have an email. I can send it to you by email if you want a copy of it. Study it yourself. Don't take my word for it. See if these are spirits that are spoken of in the word of God. Because that's where I got them from. The word of God. So, Lord, we thank you, Father, for this message that tells us something. Tells us that we have the power in the name of Jesus to cast out spirits. The Bible even says his disciples, the apostles, were able to cast out evil spirits. We need to be able to know who our enemy is and cast those things away. Father, especially in our own heart and life, if we have fear, we need to acknowledge it. Take responsibility. Repent. We need to take responsibility. When we repent, Father, it leaves. We don't have to go around casting out devils. The minute we recognize what it is, it will leave, Father. And I thank you, God, for shutting the doors behind, Father, as people are now recognizing in their own life, maybe they're seeing they have a little bit of this going on. So in, in right now, in Jesus' name, every person in here, every person watching by video, I ask the Lord to meet you now and to recognize anything working in your life that does not line up with the scripture, that does not line up with the truth or the love of God. And we take authority over it now in the name of Jesus and cast it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.